Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Tzav. The Torah starts off it's with a command, Tzavis Aaron Mezbanov. You should command and tell Aaron and his sons. And Rashi brings down that the word Tzav... Why is it giving them a command? It's a very strange expression. It's not just about our Parsha could have a unique name. It's a very strange expression of command. So Rashi says that Sav means zeros, to get them to be steadfast. Miyad al-Doros. It should, for now and for future generations. What does that mean? Why do they need this? So he brings down the Medrash, where Shimon says that you need zeros here, because there is a loss of money. This Pasuk is talking about the Ola. Okay. So, what's going on? So, the first thing there on Bond says is, I don't know what's going on, because um, you're giving a zeros, you're hastening them to follow the halacha, but where is the loss of money here? Well, Rashi seems to be explaining that normally when a Kohen brings a carbon, he gets a hana, he gets a pleasure from it, because he gets his portion. Um, and so, therefore, of course, the Kohen is going to be very careful to not be lazy and do the avoda and take care of it. doesn't want any other Kohen to perceive him, and he wants to make sure that he gets his gift, whatever it is, whether it's the skin or the meat or other things. But an ola is burned for Hashem, like we talked about last week, that an ola is burnt totally for Hashem. So maybe he'd be lazy. And that's the chisaron kiss that the coin is really not getting anything. So why should I waste my time with this ola? That is how Rashi would explain it. Now, that's just a lesson in itself, just in that Rashi, that we're talking about the coin, and we're talking about Sadiq, and we're talking about Aaron and his children. And yet, there's a personal bias there that they're saying, well, what am I getting from this? Why should I help this guy out? I, I want to go help the Shlomim or a different, or the Mincha, because then I'll get more meat or more skin or bread. Um, and yet, there's this idea of being Mazar is them. However, their Ramban says that this is not the correct shot, because there is a profit that you get for bringing an Ola as well. It's true that the meat is all burnt for Hashem. However, Kohanim get the skin. And so that's enough that it's going to encourage them as well. So, says Ramban, that's not what's going on. What's going on is that the first Medrash is saying that the word Tzav is Mizaris. It encourages one to be careful with something because the word Tzav usually means Miyad Ladoris, that it applies now and it applies for future generations. As long as the base of Medrash is going to be around, they're going to be bringing a carbonola for hundreds of years in Kalei history throughout the Mishkan and the Tubat Migdash. But Roshimon is just arguing and saying that there are other times that the word Tzav is used in an example of zeros because there's a loss of money. But here there is not necessarily a loss of money. But Ramban says that it also might be referring to the word Tzav here. If it's referring to loss of money, it's because later on, we find a few seconds later, that the Kohen of Aaron and his sons, the Minchas Chavitin and Minchas Chinuch that they bring, that has to come from their own wallets. And so perhaps that is the Chisar and Kiss that's being done here. But again, the point that we need to think about is just, you know, how strong bias is. We always need to be aware of our own biases, that if we're losing money, that we might be biased. But more than that, it's important for the Kohen to be in touch with this and to be Mazaris himself, because Kohenim's reason him, by nature, Kohenim are very careful and very um, enthusiastic and careful about doing their doing the mitzvah. And still, in this case, they're being reminded to be steadfast and we know that things always need chizak, and our Avodah Hashem always needs more and more chizak. And that's the purpose of the Mishkan, and the Beis HaMikdash, and our 
tefillah, which replaces the karbonas, that we always are mischazik ourselves and not take things for granted and push ourselves to serve Hashem more and more. Moving on to Perak Vav, Pasuk Dalid. So it says, Upashat Espegadav, the Kohen um, should change his clothing before taking out the Trumas Adeshen, basically the trash from the uh, top of the Mizbeach. So the Ramban says that uh, Rashi says, this is not a Chova, it's Derech it's, it's just saying that it's not appropriate for him to do the Avoda in his Begadim, and um, so it's better for him to uh, change it to other Begadim so that he doesn't get his um, Kohen service of a clothing dirty. And this is what Chazal say. However, the Ramban says that this is not true. It is a mitzvah. The Kohen should have some clothing that he'll bring Karbanos in. And also, Harama Sadeshin, bringing out the, the trash, the, the burnt uh, pile in the middle, that should be um, with clean clothing. Because even when you're taking out the trash in the Beis Amigash, he should look respectful, but he should not use the same ones to do his avoda. And this is teaching us that when you serve your master, you should make sure that you use more respectable clothing when you're standing in front of God, so to speak. And when you're taking out the trash, you should make sure to keep your clothing uh, clean as well. Um, but make sure that you do not use the same clothing for both. And so again, we just need to understand that when it comes to Avodah Hashem, it's very important that we know all forms, even taking out the trash, the Trumas Adeshen is also Avodah Hashem. In fact, some of the Farshim say that the reason that Aaron is given this job is because um, and like the Gemara Bracha says also that when a Kohen, when a Kohen he bows at every Bracha. And the king that Davins, he should just bow at the first bracha and stay on the floor. And Rashi explains that the more honor you have, the more you need to humble yourself and make sure that you're not letting it get to your head. And so the Kohen needs to be aware that he has this job that he represents the Jewish nation, but he still takes out the trash. And that's why Aaron Cohen was uh, singled out as someone that could take out the trash, because that is also Avodah Hashem. And he needs to subjugate himself to Hashem and never let his position get to his head because that would throw off and defeat the whole purpose. Barak Zion, Pazak Tess. So this is one we've talked about before. We talked about the Mincha, that Chazal tell us that the Mincha, uh, some of the, the owner gets some of it, and he also gives some of it to the Kohen. But the Pazak seems to say that he should give the portion of his Mincha to the Kohen that helped him take the Kamitsa and and uh, wave it, etc. However, Chazal say explicitly that that Lakoan Amakrabasa Lotia refers to the kuna. The kuna gets it. Any any Kohen gets it, and you can give it to anyone. However, the Ramban says that it's Derek Hertz, that the guy who helped you, this person, you came to the base Midrash, he asked you, How can I help you? You told him you were bringing a mincha. It's appropriate that you should choose to give it to him. You don't have to, but it's just appropriate. And so so much of the Torah is teaching us Derek Hertz. And this is the Pshat, the Ramban and says that Shuto, that's why the Torah put it in this way, that it's, you're right, it goes to the Kahuna, the Gemara says this, and Zavachim, and you can't argue with the Gemara, Chazal have a that you can give it to any Kohen when you bring a Mincha. However, it's Derech Haaretz to give it to someone that helped you. We should always look at the people that help us and be mock your toe for them. And Rechaim Freelander in his Sefer, uh, in Sifsei Chachamim, Amuna Vehishtalus Chelek Beis, he has an entire mimer on just how do you understand Chazal, and this Ramban, about how the Rishonim learned in Bikriyosu every Pasuk has a simple understanding as well, and it's very fascinating what he writes over there. And we've developed this a number of times, that that's the sheet of the Ramban as well, that of course Chazal are the ultimate understanding of what the Pasuk means and is saying, but we could always look at the Pasuk and learn a lesson from it as well. We move on to Parag Zion, Pasuk Tes Zion. The Ramban gives us a little lesson of how to read the Pasuk. So it says, Umi Macharas, 
the next day when you're after you brought your carbon, you can eat the leftovers because you have two days and one night to eat it. And so the Ramban and Rashi are both bothered. Why does it it should say the next day, you can eat the rest. Why does it say vihanoser? So Rashi says that sometimes the Torah uses extra vavs. Like for example, it says Elobinatsivon, Vi Vi'ana. So it gives their list of their names and it says extra vavs and and and, even though even in English we you know put a comma and we don't write and till the end. But sometimes in Hebrew there's a few extra vavs. That's what Rashi says. Evan Ezra explains this as well. However, the Ramban says, no, 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 no. There's something much deeper going on here. What's up, shot? Says the Ramban. Like this. You have two days to eat the carbon. So you might think, and Chazal tell us not to think this way, but you might think that the pshat is that you have two days, but you should be mazares and you should eat it all in one day because it's just better to eat it in one day and get it over with, make sure that you are not going to have any leftovers, etc. So it says the Pasuk, no. That umi macharas, you have the next day to eat it as well. And not only that, but you're allowed to leave over some for the next day and eat it then. And in fact, the way I understand the Ramban, there's something deeper here which is like based on the Rambam. The Rambam in Pirish Mishnayis to Avos says that if you have a choice of giving away $100 to one poor person or $1 bills to 100 people for tzedakah, he says that to an extent it's better to break it up because it makes you into a better person that you're constantly giving and giving and giving. Yeah, it's true. It might be better for one person. And there are mitzvahs and there are chiyuvim of tzedakah, how much we give a person. But for you, it's going to be mitzari for you. It's going to teach you to be a better person. And so it's better if you break it up. And so I believe it's the same thing with the carbon. The purpose of the car- carbonos is so that you eat them and think about how Hashem spared you, spared your life, even though you did Navera. He gives you another chance to do tshuva. And if you're bringing a carbon toda, for example, then it's an opportunity to say thank you to everyone. And so while you're eating, and that and that that the toda actually, we know that you actually only have one day to eat because you're supposed to make a big party and invite everyone and share it with everybody. You have 40 loaves to make sure you eat with one day, like the Mitziv explains. But in, in all the other carbonos, it is better if you break it up, perhaps, over a number of days, because you get more out of it that way. And we find, by Pesach Sheni, and we find the Indian of Yom Tov Sheni in general, that sometimes when a Yom Tov lasts a number of days, it gives us more opportunity to take it in. It doesn't mean to say that in Eretz Yisrael, things are one day, and you could get a tremendous spiritual boost and awakening from that. However, uh, when we have two days, sometimes that gives us more time to digest. And so when a person is bringing a carbon, perhaps... It's worthwhile for him to split it up and eat it over, you know, the amount, the allotted time, so that it could make more of an impact on him. Because repetition is what teaches us things. For example, we find by Megillus Esther that we lane it once at day, and once at night. There aren't too many mitzvahs like this where we lane it twice. Now, there's many pshatim. One of them is that the Jews cried out at day and cried out at night, um, and that's very important. But the the main pshat is that your it's repetition that when a person repeats something, that's how it goes in. And when we hear a story again and again, it becomes more and more established inside our hearts and minds. And uh, when we repeat things like Kriya Shema and things that we repeat daily, brachos, it, it, it goes in deeper. Last shot is just bringing back an old topic of the Ramban, which is in Parak Ches, Pasuk Aleph. Just a little discussion of the Ramban. Once again, we know that the many of the Mepharshim say that the building of the Mishkan was a kapara for the Egal. And the Ramban and Rashi have a very vehement argument. There are those that I know have, that have tried to tie them together, and there is more overlap, and there is argument. But, I'll peep shot. The, um, we know that Rashi holds that the tzivoy of the Mishkan came after the Egel, meaning the Jews served the Egel, and therefore Hashem gave them the Mishkan. And it seems to be, according to Rashi, that the Mishkan would have had a different purpose, or wouldn't have been the same thing that it was until the Jews served the Egel, and then they needed the Mishkan. Whereas Aramban holds throughout Chumash that it's the opposite, that, that the tzivoy of the 
Melechus uh, Mishkan came before the Egel, and that Hashem wanted a Mishkan no matter what. And it's just once they served the Egel, then the Mishkan became something that would create a kapara for it as well. And again, there's truth to both of these points, um, and there are those that have tried to reconcile, but the Ramban here, um, you know, does say very strongly his opinion. And of course, uh, we always know it in life, there's many challenges people have, many eagles that we all serve, things that we get distracted by, and our purpose is to turn back to Hashem by bringing the Mishkan, by bringing, opening up our hearts and inviting Him inside. We should be zochet to open up our hearts, bring Hashem in as we learn the Parshas, the Karbanos, to build our own personal Mishkan for Hashem. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.